Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Two Nerds One Quest. That tendency to say talking twelve sixty five is still here. Holy crap! It's only um, been four it, years. It's only been four it's years. Game day. It's game day, and we're all in Packer gear, and it's just wow. Just that intro. That's how I intro stuff, and that just again, feeling to say that. Anyways, this is Two Nerds One Quest. A D and D adventure with these two nerds, Ryan, Crixus Kukta, and Tom Aaron Norman. Yo yo yo! What is the word? Uh, the bird, apparently. The bird is the word. Above a mau mau baba mau mau. I think that's about as much as I can do. That's about as much as I want to hear from that song. Yeah. <laughs> that's as much as i can do before tom turns me off mute thanks guys great show see you later good night um no we're here to wrap up the dragon of ice spire peak and it might be this session it might be the next one now uh, we got a vote of confidence from lazy dragon yay dnd time hell yes it's dnd time sunday mornings are for dnd despite 80s churchgoers opinions <laughs> are um, the devil <laughs> we are going to hell anyways so we might as well have fun doing it <laughs> you're not wrong uh norm would you like to give us a recap of last week yes so last week we started the session uh in the room above where we met where it uh, happens nope sorry hamilton okay. reference i watched hamilton yesterday oh continue distraction um you killed my train of thought oh we, we started <laughs> you started in the room where um you wait, animated crixus yes where we animated crixus's character um she came to life didn't have a weapon kind of found her a rusty sword uh, Aranon went up. Uh, I don't have the map in front of me, so I have to remember. So we left the room, kind of looked around the hallways uh, overlooking the area. Then we went up the spiral staircase. Well, Aranon had everybody stay at the bottom. Aranon went up the spiral staircase and took a peek, saw the dragon sleeping. And I got some. Oh, I got those things. I think I added them to my inventory. Found an axe for the undead skeleton. Mm, went downstairs, told everybody. Went back upstairs, grabbed the axe. Um, we had a really great plan. It was just really, really, really good, and it was really going to work until until Ellie wiped out on her way. The whole thing went to shit. Skeleton didn't even get a swing in. Um, died pretty much immediately. Died to the fireball. It died to the fireball. Yeah, yeah. Ellie. That Ellie, Ellie panicked through when she fell. She she smoked. Because <laughs> it was icy. She smoked the skeleton. <laughs> and uh, I mean, we beat the dragon, and that's it. Yay! And we'll so. do this. <laughs> um, 
So, you are standing on the platform. The wind is whipping past you. You're breathing heavily after a combat encounter with a dragon, which went well enough. You're all still standing, minus the skeleton. <laughs> the wind kind of whips past, and you see this dragon in front of you. What would you like to do? Um, I'm going to go and check on Crixus and Ellie to be sure they're fine. If you go walk over to Crixus, Crixus, how do you feel? <laughs> Boy. Uh, scary for a second there, but uh, we made it through. Hey, good thing I had the skeleton, huh? Yeah, that thing was a great distraction. It's a good thing Ellie didn't slip on the ice and jack the whole thing up. We could have... We would have died if that went to happen. We didn't As die. As she approaches, <laughs> kind of holding her arm, and she said, we didn't die. We are still alive. Yes. Uh as I look to the side, I, I see the remnants of the skeleton and uh good-looking great axe, and I'm going to grab that. The axe, um, when you go to grab it, the handle kind of chunks off. It was wood. <laughs> it just kind of breaks away. The head of the axe is still viable and has that embossing of the tower with the... Um, with the lightning bolt on it, but the handle is gone. Fireball just incinerated oh, no. the wooden handle. So if you want the axe head, you can take it still. Go try and find a handle to attach to it. That might be worth it. The axe head, um, kind of remarkably, is still incredibly sharp. And you think the only real damage to it was the fact that the, the handle burnt away. There's... It's a charcoal still kind of stuck in the axe head that you can pull away from it. Get out All of right, it. I'll so do you, so very carefully. Yeah, you knock it out. You realize very quickly that the axe head is solid and in good shape. And you just kind of poke the wooden remains out of it. All right. We should probably see what we can s s scavenge, salvage from this dragon, huh? We could probably Before make some hour. Before the other guests arrive. Yeah, right. We could probably use. So here's a side note: Is dragon scales yeah. in Dungeons and Dragons like dragon scales and everything else, where it kind of like makes everything tougher? Like you can make shit out of it, or do you do you not craft? Oh, yeah, you, can, you can craft. That's why there are charts like the one I'm looking at right now that tells me what you can pull down from. Granted, this isn't in the D&D book. Someone made this chart, but it's incredibly helpful. And I found it in a, on at arcanatimes.com. There's a Monster Harvester's Handbook PDF that is fantastic for DM resources. Okay, cool. That was my question. So, yes. <clears throat> yep. Um, let, us, let us rip this thing so apart. You want to harvest now. There are several um, pieces that you can 
uh, try and harvest from a young white dragon. I um, want it all. I want I'm... it all. Uh, where's the DC? Okay, yeah, that's the DC. Okay, you can you can harvest scales, um, skull, teeth, claws, tongue, horn, eyes, liver, heart, gizzard. For the fundamentum, which is probably the most difficult thing to get, it is what allows them to breathe magical weapons. It's also the most dangerous thing to try and extract from a dragon. <laughs> So do I actually have to say what I'm going yeah. after, or can I just? Yeah, you have to choose what you want to take. They all have different DCs. Um, <laughs> this card's amazing. I'm not kidding. So I'm going to start with. Uh, Keep in mind, whatever you take, you need to try and carry, and you need to be able to justify carrying it. Out of here. So the skull might be something you want to leave behind. Yeah. Just saying. Dragon scales seems like... like this. Something that'll be useful. Scales would be a very good thing if you want to go after some scales. Um, go ahead and make a survival check to try and cut away dragon scales. Are you proficient in survival? Plus five. Are, are you I've proficient? It's, oh, it sounds like I've, you are. I have plus six. If you want to assist me, I can. Oh, yeah. Go that way. That seems like a better route. Sixteen. Sixteen? What did you get, Cooch? Well, Cooch can roll twice, or you can both roll. With his plus six, you probably want him to roll twice. Oh. I got you. I thought he Yeah, I mean, okay. I was that's expecting you... to roll at advantage. Yes. Oh, yep. That, that's assisting is usually when you start discussing who's got the higher score, you're usually discussing who gets the advantage roll. I gotcha. So, so I, I rolled I rolled 16, which means 22. 22. Fantastic. Uh, roll a... Um, roll a... Roll a death save. <laughs> What do I want you to roll? I want you to roll a four-sided die, a d4, and a d10. Ten and a one for 11. A ten and a one. So one for the... So then... You manage to pull down 11 sizable white dragon scales. Off of them. You Aaron, have a little trouble. Put that in your inventory. Sure. There are, those are like usable ones. There are ones that are like have been damaged from being like cut into and stuff. These are actually like really pristine. You got good dragon scales, ones that feel like they're usable. And with, um, with 11 of them, you could make probably a helm or some bracers or something. You get something, something cool made out of that. Uh, you got two more items you can try and harvest from the dragon. So, uh, again, claws, teeth, um, 
that his innards stuff, like his liver, his eyes, his heart, his gizzard, or the fundamentum, that's all stuff that would be used in alchemy, uh, would need some sort of preservation. It's not going to last. It only lasts a couple of days. You, you would be able to get back to... Um, you would be able to get back to Phandalin with that stuff in time before it spoils. But you'd have to preserve it there if you're going to take it to Neverwinter or anything like that. So probably stick to teeth and claws, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I'm fine with that. So which one do you want to do, teeth or claws? Next. Which one do you think would have the better we'll benefit? Do... Well, we can do two two more things, right? You can teeth, do both teeth maybe. and claws. Which one do you want to do first? Teeth. Teeth? Okay. Sure. Survival check at advantage. Grixis. Sixteen. Sixteen? Yes, yeah, so you are able to pull, uh, roll me a d20. That's how many teeth you'll get. Eleven. You're able to pull eleven of his teeth out, including some of the larger ones from in front. You got some really freaking eleven again. Yeah, okay, eleven scales, eleven teeth. Uh, then his claws. All right, I'll do the same thing. Twenty. Mm-hmm. Twenty. Uh, perfect. Um, you don't have to roll. You're able to actually extract 19 claws. He was missing one. But you have 19 dragon claws. Nice. Smaller ones from little hands and then some larger ones from his feet. Aaron, you want to add 11 scales, 11 teeth, and 19 dragon claws. On it. Uh, let's see. I'm actually going to take some notes there. 11 scales. 19 claws. And teeth. Does I want to write down how much this is worth so when you guys go to the store and ask, I don't have to look it up again. <laughs> Probably Smart. a good idea. Uh, so, yeah. While white, we're doing that, nineteen white claws sounds like a I college was... mixer. <laughs> <laughs> There's our show title: nineteen white claws. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, yes, nineteen white claws. <laughs> That's too damn perfect. Oh my god. Oh, you're right. So you finish harvesting these pieces from the dragon. About the time you're packing all this stuff up, the uh, your friends from downstairs show up. And it's actually this red-haired woman, followed closely behind by two men who you did not see, and a the raven-haired woman that came down shortly after. That was the lookout that did not see you guys. 
I'm gonna, I assumed it was a grill party. I'm gonna when I see them, I'm gonna flex. I'm gonna do the Hulk Hogan, All American arm pose. Uh, hang on one second. Sorry. Oh, there we are. I almost wrote down the wrong price for the scales. That would have been devastating. All right. <clears throat> Not devastating, just would have meant a lot less money for you guys if you're selling them. Anyways. Devastating. So uh, you, you strike your pose, and the woman kind of looks at you with a wry grin. and So you've defeated him, huh? It uh, looks like it. I'm going to so. kick him with my boot a couple times to... Nudge him. Roll a d4. Oh, Jesus. Crixus says, It was actually no problem for powerful adventurers, says us. Two. You, you kind of kick him, and there's... <clears throat> as you're kind of kicking him, you look at her, and you kick it right in the eye, and there's like a... <laughs> sound in your boots, like, all covered with like a slimy guck. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna downy, just kind of stop and pretend that it didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, she, she looks at uh, Crixus and says, "Oh, I guess I underestimated you guys after all." Is there any treasure that you found? We were too busy defeating the dragon to look for trinkets he says with disdain she narrows her eyes at you good and she draws her swords combatatively <laughs> is there anything you'd like to say yeah I think uh, I'll say we could lose lives here upon this keep, or we could deal for any treasure found. Sorry, what was the question? Make a persuasion check. So, <clears throat> she, um, the female, is the redhead? Is that who it was? Yep, the redhead. Yep, she took so a threatening she... posture. She unsheathed her swords and referenced the loot as though this is our territory now. Gotcha. So I can't... Wow. Trying to uh, persuade her. on my persuasion. So 26. Okay. Nice. Uh, she takes her blades and, and where she's got them kind of out and they're forehanded. She kind of takes them and flips them backhand and kind of sets them down at the side. And so they're kind of resting against her forearm like that, and she's holding them that way. Instead of being real aggressive with them, she's kind of taking a more relaxed stance. She has not sheathed them, though. Um, so... She says, you have my attention. Do you right, actually know um, where this loot is? Like, why the hostility? We just helped you. 
you took care of a minor problem. The dragon was going to leave eventually. You chicken shit. This was not a minor problem. You were hiding in those rooms down there, waiting for the dragon to run. I'm gonna put my hand on Aranon's shoulder. She looks at she looks at Crixus, and then she looks at Aranon. Then she looks at Ellie and actually says, "Are they always like this?" She kind of puts her head to the side and shrugs, <laughs> and then nods a little bit. <laughs> We have no interest in a treasure, she says. And she, 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 she's walking forward. She stepped forward beyond Aranon and Crixus. She says, we have no interest in treasure. You can have whatever treasure you find. We just want to go peacefully. And she turns around and she glares at Aranon in this moment. Like, um, make an insight check, Aranon. Like, she's trying to tell you something. Twenty. Twenty. You get the idea from the look at it. She looks at the dragon, and she looks at you and glares. And you get the idea that, hey, anything worth anything up here? We've already taken off this damn dragon. Let's get out of here. We, like you get the idea she's like we haven't seen anything we've taken what's valuable let's go peacefully <laughs> so she kind of she gives you that glare and then it's kind of like oh. and kind of walks and stands next to Crixus on the other side of Crixus I'm gonna Crixus throw my hands up in the air and fine just exaggerated let's go Feel, uh, she turns back and looks at them and says, feel free to explore. Take anything you find. The rest of this keep is yours. As far as we're concerned. Right, guys? Yep. Yes. And she starts walking towards the door. And the uh, the red-haired woman looks then puts her swords away and starts going around and prying at like corners and stuff and starts looking around this upper platform looking for anything that would have loot or anything around it. Alright, I'm just gonna walk out. I'm just gonna head towards the door. The one guy, as you guys go, the one guy says, Oh, fools only took the odor stuff. And the uh, he, he starts actually going in to try and harvest the fundamentum out of the dragon. Which, let's see how this goes. I'm going to make a roll for him. I want to make sure we're out of the blast radius first. You understand, you overheard him and you understand what he's doing. You guys have a chance to move away as he starts digging in here. So you guys get to the door stuff. Uh, what was the DC on that? 
Oh, I hope it blows up in his stupid face. <clears throat> um, you actually see him. He's he cutting along the jawline and back into the neck. And he's he's cutting away gently. He's moving very slowly and very carefully this entire time. And it's going to take longer than you guys are going to be around for him to actually pull this off. So you guys head out the door then? I assume yeah. Ellie does. Yeah, I'm going to start going down the stairs. You guys get into that second room. And the dark-haired, the raven-haired woman comes running up behind you. You hear her running up behind you. Uh, Ellie actually grabs her mace quickly and is, takes a defensive stance. Um, thinking that she may be coming to bean you guys in the back of the head and attack you. As do I. Um, she stops. She's hands in the air. She says, no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not here to attack you. You guys seriously killed that dragon. The three of you. Oh, yeah. We have been preparing for it for weeks. Are you good with the cold? Like, are you good in this type of environment? I mean, I mean, my balls stick like my you're... leg every once in a while, but I've I haven't died yet. She kind of looks down at the ground, and she she looks up and. Would you be willing to help me? Give her the rock eyebrow and say, "What do you?" Is this a... What do you need help with? My homeland. My homeland has been cursed by an eternal winter. How? Well, like... What happened? Arl, the... Call her the Frost Maiden. She's she's cursed my homeland with an eternal night and an eternal winter. They haven't seen the light of day in years. The most they get for light is a shimmering light in the sky occasionally. My father sends me messages. How long has I'm it been like this? Years at this point. And nobody knows why? Uh, they assume it's the Frost Maiden has cursed the land. Like, I mean, like, why? Why? Why has it been cursed? I don't know. Why, why would... Why do the gods do what they do? I, we, we don't know. If we knew, we'd try and take care of it, but we don't know. We need help. People of Ten Towns are... They're just... They're fishermen. They're... They live in the harsh environment. That alone is the... Living day-to-day -day in that environment is enough to wear on anyone. 
I'm trying to go out and find a reason that the sun isn't shining. Depression sets in. You, you, you don't. You don't ever see the light of day. You don't know why things are the way they are. You don't know where to begin to look. You, and they aren't adventurers. They aren't people that go and fight dragons. Fishermen. The best they have are like town guards. Okay. Hold just, on one second. Let me... Is this something that needs to be done like this exact second? This exact second? Well, no. I'm not asking you to teleport to... Well... Ten towns and take care of it. If I could teleport, I mean, that would be kind of cool. And I probably would. We need a wizard for that. But we need to kind of prepare a bit. Sure. They've been dealing with it for two years. I suppose. What's another three or four days, right? Uh, Let me talk to Ellie and Crixus here. And we need to have a consensus. I can't speak for everybody. Okay. She kind of walks back to the stairs and sits on the stairs. I'm going to huddle up with Ellie and Crixus and put my arms over their shoulders, kind of like a little spy huddle. Ellie looks right at Aaron and says, we're going, right? Well. It's a community that they're going to reward us for this. I was. She's appealing to your sense of greed. (laughs) I I was going to say uh, what's in it for us. But you don't need to say what's in it for us in a situation like this. This is a whole community that's suffering. If we can bring an end to this, get a reward damn well more than you could imagine. Can I at least ask what's in it for us? I need to know there's something of value. Aaron, don't ask that. She doesn't know. You will get something out of it. I promise you, you will get something of value out of this. And she looks I at Crixus that... and kind of winks at Crixus. <laughs> I feel there's no harm in the ask. However, between us, I think this is a task best suited for us. Fine. I'll keep my mouth shut. Do you want me to talk? Yeah, otherwise I'm probably going to ask. Crixus, why don't you do the talking? Sure. Um, So Crixus will turn back to the raven-haired mercenary and ask, What is your name, miss? My name is Runa Voxdaughter. Runa Vox's daughter. Yeah. Are you from the north? I'm from Icewindale, yes. What brings you down to this area? Looking for money, not wanting to be a fisherman. I still send messages to my father regularly. I care about him. But I can't live that life up there. We could be convinced to assist you. However, 
I have two questions for you. Where would we start? And where are, where are we headed after that? Well, start, I would imagine you'd want to go to Neverwinter and catch a ship. To, to at least Luskin, maybe even Fireshear if you can get there. Um, I would not take a ship into the Sea of Moving Ice. I mean, that would be the quickest way, but that is the most dangerous. Ships are lost to that sea frequently. Um, from Fireshear, you could take Northern Road to Ironmaster, and then from Ironmaster, head east into Ten Towns. You're looking for Vox. Um, that's my father. He shouldn't be hard to find. He's one of the most well-known fishermen in the town. What was his name? Vox? Vox. V-O-K-S. And what was the last name on this one? Her her last name is Vox Daughter. Oh. Basically, she's Vox's daughter. He's known as Vox. So noted. That's what people know him as. Sure. Very original. It's a Norse naming convention. Like, Safi Eric's daughter. People north of the wall are pretty odd. There is no wall in Faerun. <laughs> it's just open. The nasties just come and... It's more the cold that keeps them up there because they don't like the warm. <laughs> then Crixus will turn back to the group and say... When do you want to leave? And smile. Well, I think we need to head to town first and kind of make sure we're prepped and ready. Uh, we probably have a couple of things we can get rid of or, you know, see if we can buy to kind of get us okay. a little better prepared. Um, maybe a day or two of rest. Because I have a feeling this is going to be a shitty trek. I think if we stop in Phandalin and talk to the mayor, um, there's probably a reward, and we have proof that we have killed the dragon. Oh, there's That's probably right. some form Forgot of reward for him. He was scared out of his mind. Um, and then yeah, maybe head head to Neverwinter and try and get a ship in Neverwinter. Sounds like a plan. Runa actually looks at you guys and says, "Thank you. I, I, I greatly appreciate it." And she grabs a, a bag of coin and just kind of shoves it into um, Crixus's hand. So this is for your travels, um, just to help get you there. Thank you. Crixus is a little caught off guard, and he's going to say. Runa, you are not going to be traveling with us? No. No, I can't. I'm actually beholden to Saline for reasons. I did not understand the relationship there, but I'm starting to. 
Iowa. So. Care for yourself. We will meet again. I'm sure of it. Again, thank you very much. And she turns and she kind of, she nods and turns and heads back up the stairs. There's 50 gold in the pouch she gave you. I'll add it to my inventory so you don't lose that. Sounds yep. good. All right. <clears throat> you work your way back down through the ice spire hold. Out the gate along the narrow path. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason to be searching any of these other rooms. They've already, they've already pretty much scoured everything, right? At this point, yeah. Maybe one or two you missed, but... But, I mean, th anything that's of value, they would have taken already. Yeah, you kind of noticed that as you were going through there. You didn't find a ton that was... Like, the valuable stuff seemed to be picked over pretty well. Um, Go ahead and, for the descent down the mountain, I will ask each of you for two dexterity checks. So, here's a side question. Can we use the shields as a sled? Just get down the hill? <laughs> Actually, make an investigation check as you guys are leaving. Make an investigation check as you're leaving. Eighteen. Fifteen. You guys remember that as you were exploring, there was actually a stairwell down that you didn't go down. And you head down there into, um, it turns out it's like crypts. And they've been picked over. Um, there's caskets and alcoves that are like open and there's rusty weapons and armor in there. And just various soldiers that were buried with their stuff that is no longer, looks like someone came along at one point and like cracked every casket open and was looting through it to try and find stuff. Um, as you're exploring down there though, you do find that there is a door on the far wall. And you actually pull and open it. And <clears throat> there is a small room with several toboggans. And you kind of walk out to the edge where the wind is whipping by. And there is a icy shoot basically and you get the idea that this was probably an escape route from the castle and I'm not making this shit up it's in the adventure <laughs> <laughs> I that wanted is... you guys to know that you started asking about riding the shield down I'm like alright oh, that's right there's that escape room so that's why you rolled the investigation that is so, yes. fantastic so you guys are basically going to bobsled down to the base of the mountain. <laughs> I'm going to look at Ellie and Crixus and say, let's go sledding, bitches. Uh, Ellie looks at you and grins and grabs one of the toboggans and jumps down the chute right away. <laughs> I'm going she's to... Crixus will go last. There's a Yahoo as she's rolling. <laughs> 
I'm going to chuckle, grab one, and then uh, say meet you at the bottom. Yep. And so you, you, jump so you down. roll down the shoot. Um, Crixus, go, uh, actually, all of you, uh, make a dexterity saving throw. See how your ride down goes. <laughs> it's going to be like uh, going to Noah's Ark or something where you're going in there and you're sliding back and forth and you go too far up and you flip it. Yep. <laughs> Oh, it's a dexterity saving throw. Oh, Ellie. Oh, Ellie. You have a minus one. Oh, Ellie. <laughs> She's, you hear her laughing and screaming, and then all of a sudden you hear her go, Ah, oh, shit! <laughs> Eleven. Eleven, yeah, you're fine. Crixus? Three. <laughs> so, Crixus, you're going down. You hear Ellie yell, oh, shit. Then about the time you hear her yell that, you are going up around the corner, and you literally come up, and the thing ends up on top of you. Um, you're able to actually get your shield down and you're kind of, the toboggan's on your back and you've got your elbows on your shield and you're kind of sliding down the thing on your shield like that as you go down. Um, you come out at a shoot, uh, Aaron, on, as you're coming out, it kind of levels out and comes out into an area and you see Ellie, she's like looking up at you trying to scramble to get the hell out of the way <laughs> as you go barreling into this huge poof of snow and it kind of goes up in the air she gets out of your way shortly after that you guys see Crixus come rolling out on a shield and kind of hits the snow and tumbles open and kind of like a like a um there's those little transformer dudes that you could roll and they'd roll over and then they'd pop up on all their uh -huh. stuff Crixus kind of blows open into this <laughs> guy um laying there and you guys all kind of look at each other no one's hurt but you're all laughing at the adventure you just had and as you're kind of sitting here laughing at it you suddenly hear from above and there's like this explosion of ice and water and from above after about a minute or two this water rain snow sleet comes dripping down on you and you have a feeling that that mercenary um didn't do so hot and <laughs> taking his uh taking his oh. dragon hearts in fact oh, i actually need to make a die roll i'm uh, going to uh run over to crixus and take a shield and put it up over my head so i don't get <laughs> smacked with any you do that, you're standing over Crixus, kind of holding it up, and standing over him, holding it up, and Ellie kind of comes by with her shield, and is standing up, and she goes, I think he failed. <laughs> Serves the bastard right. Let's roll this out. That's a lot of dice. Oh my god, that's a, that's a lot of high rolls, too. <gasps> I don't know yeah, what you're doing, but I'm kind of scared. Out there. Um... Yeah, so you actually so, ear a little bit for Runa <laughs> in your head. Crixus is going to give Aaron on a sideways glance and say, such is the price of greed. I'm just going to shrug and say, well, he should have been more careful. I'm going to take my extra shield off my pack and 
give it to Aranon just so that he has a shield in case it comes up. Add a shield to your inventory, Aranon. <laughs> what? Not that you're proficient with it, but you, I mean, you would be like a freaking um, Tyrion in that battle against the mountain and <laughs> taking the shield and just beating people with it. And <laughs> you could probably do something with it. What kind but of shield? Just a. Just a, shield just a shield? basic shield. Okay. Just yeah, if you type shield, it'll come up. Just basic. Okay. So you uh, you're down there. You're kind of gathering everything up. Ellie takes the toboggans and kind of stacks them up at the base. Um. Oh, where are we? Uh, make a survival check, somebody. Oh. You can have it at advantage because Ellie's looking around and asking. My survival's plus five. I think Crixus is plus a six. Yeah. That's the same. <clears throat> so does he right? get advantage since we're surviving together? Yes. Yeah. That's I, still I said only over. eighteen. Eighteen. Uh, you're actually able to find your way back to the trail. Um, uh, as you start walking away, make a perception check. Some anybody. Uh, eighteen. Eighteen. Uh, as you start walking away, you realize some of the things that fell on you were frozen, like fingertips. Yeah. Cool. And small pieces of metal, leather, little blood. Do you proceed? My <laughs> you proceed away from the ice spire mountains, heading north towards Fandolin. Uh Two days or so travel, day and a half travel. Uh, you have a night that goes by uneventful. Um, you're you're actually kind of relieved that you don't have this looming threat of a dragon overhead for the first time since you've arrived in Phandalin. Um, like, and after fighting a dragon, anything that might appear in the night seems trivial. Oars, orcs. You're feeling pretty confident about things. The next day, towards the end of the day, you arrive in Phandalin. Okay, so did we take a long rest anywhere in there? Yeah, that would have been a long, you would have had a long rest in there. All right. so go ahead and take that. Give Ellie hers. Yeah, full hit points. <laughs> so the next day at sundown, you arrive in Fandolin. You know the shops will probably be open for another hour at best. Where would you like to go this evening, if anywhere? Or do you want to rest for the evening again and then pick up in the morning? I'm going to get a beer. Go to the end? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'll do the same. I, th I think a celebration, celebratory, we can take care of business in the morning. Ellie agrees. Yes. Crixus says, let's head to the bar and spread our legend. Ooh. Ooh. Yes. 
So you guys head to, um... <laughs> oh, criminy. I had all the shit memorized, too. I, like, memorized every building last night, and then I forgot it all now. Uh, you go to the Stonehill Inn. <clears throat> uh, and you spent nights there before. You walk into the tavern room, and there's a fair amount of people in there this evening. Maybe 10, 15 people in there. Uh, drinking, having dinner. Um, what would you like to do? You walk in. I'm going to go to an empty table and uh, throw my hand up in the air to get the attention of the barmaid. Okay. Um, Ellie wave looked... it in the air like I just don't care. Because <laughs> you're ready to rock. With the new kids on the block, somebody say, oh, yeah. I can still mute you. <laughs> <laughs> not a new kids fan. You're an odd man. No. Apparently not. That's where all the ladies were, though, at the new kids on the block concert. Just saying. Anyways. Um, you head to the table. You raise your hand in the air. Ellie follows you. Kind of looks back at Crixus and says, are you coming? Right behind you. All right. Um, she gets to the table, and before she actually sits down, she said, I'm going to go get us rooms right away. So she kind of turns before she sits down. She goes and um, goes off to the bar. Uh, the barmaid does come by, seeing you raise your hand. She kind of looks at you. She's a little frazzled. Her hair's kind of falling out of her ponytail and down the sides. She kind of <laughs> blows her hair back. What can I get you? Three meads for me and my crew. Meads. Excellent. Excellent. All right. And a bowl of stew, m'lady. Oh, make that too. Stew. Uh, a, a third one as well, I assume, maybe? You think she's hungry? Of course. <laughs> she yeah, she probably one. is. Okay. Three, three meads, three stews. Absolutely. I'll be right back. Then she kind of takes off. Ellie comes back to the table. She's like, I got us two rooms. Um, and they're paid for already, so we have them for the night. So, <laughs> drink up, here. And she kind of hands you guys, hands you guys a room key. One room key for the two of you. I'll take it. It's where the, it's where the dicks hang out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get into whether or not the anatomy of tieflings. I'm not sure. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's a good question. Sounds like it sounds like a fanfic if somebody wants to draw that out there. Fanfic, yes. Um so the Hey Crazy Dragon, in my defense, I was thirteen at the time. So any underage women, I was underage as well. Yeah, you you need to be more specific because they are still like yeah, but all the women right? at those concerts now are forty years old, dude. That's right in my wheelhouse. <laughs> it still doesn't sound good. It still doesn't sound good. I suppose it doesn't. Those guys are old too. Uh, spoiler alert: We're all old. Truth. This is truth. Old is a state of mind, though. Um. So Ellie. As you're sitting there kind of talking about it, um, the lady brings a stew, the barmaid brings a stew and the mead, and 
Ellie kind of looks and thank you guys. <laughs> and and barmaid says that'll that'll be two silver for the all of it. Chris has still put two silver out. Okay. Thank you very much. And she kind of takes the two silver and pockets it and heads back about the business. You see her moving about the room. I'm going to hold up my glass to them and cheer. Cheers. Like, hey, we did it. The dead dragons? Pour one out for Ellie my... Says. I'm going to say pour one out for my dead homie. Uh, trying to harvest that uh, dragon there. I'm just going to pretend to tip and be like, nope, I'm not spilling anything for him. And I'm going to drink. Ellie stops when you mention that. And she just... She just under her breath says, I hope Runa's okay. And then takes a drink. Yeah, hopefully. She's the and only then, one that seemed relatively uh, kind out of that group. She she mentions that. She takes her drink and you as you're talking, she grabs her bowl of stew and just starts shoveling. <laughs> She's like famished. <laughs> she just, and in fact, you guys actually... She's I'm gonna... just, like like it's <laughs> like you guys both notice that she is eating voraciously. I'm gonna pick up my spoon and say, "Do you need a spoon for the other hand too? You'll be able to eat it faster." <laughs> Dual wielding spoons. <laughs> she looks at it for a second and says, "No, I'm sorry." <laughs> and she's kind of blushing. She's embarrassed. <laughs> hungry we've had good food we've been eating road food for so long it's oh, just oh, we did it guys we did it so Texas is drinking his mead and he says let's celebrate with a song and then Crixus so you, look around, you see there is actually a small stage in the corner that no one's on. All right, There's... so I'll head to the stage then. And yeah. Crixus will start to play and uh, kind of create the image of a dragon with the, with the lute and, <clears throat> and he'll start to sing. You have a song. Waddled in, waddled in furs and snowshoes to boot, we ascended the mountain to find us some loot. Rixus fell on his ass, but no donkeys around. He'll be glad when ice doesn't cover the ground. We walked into a keep and we tussled with thieves. With eyes on a dragon, they left their blades sheathed. Now the wind and the snow are taking their toll. Upon the ice spire, a dragon, Ellie's ready to roll. Aaron on the stealthy pierced the dragon's heart. Now the kingdom is saved and let celebration start. 
the whole crowd just erupts. Everyone was enthralled by the tale. At one point, Aranon's, or yeah, Aranon's kind of rocking back and forth, and Ellie actually kind of looks at him and puts her arm around him and starts rocking with him. And meat in one hand, drinking. The whole place is absolutely enthralled with this story. Um, roll a d20. When, as, as he finishes and everybody starts chewing, I take my tankard and I start banging it on the table. The, the whole crowd starts just following along and doing that. Um, I have 14 on the d20. Through the course of the night, you're going to end up getting 14 golden tips. Um, the crowd has uh, has bought you several, several drinks through the course of the night. Like, you never are wanting for a drink. Every time your drink is empty, another one is there. Um you actually spend very little money beyond what you spent already. Uh, you end up, the whole bar, it becomes a party. And you do tell, you sing more songs, you tell more tales. Um, and it's actually just generally a great, fun, relaxing night for the three of you. I'd like to also just continue to utilize the loot through the night, like create confetti sprays of images with the loot and things like that. I definitely want to become proficient with the loot. Yeah. At one point you, uh, you find, um, actually make me a, make, uh, make a dexterity check for me. As I described at one point in the night, um, you do find, a. um, there's a group of small children playing and they've all kind of paid attention to your stories. And then at one point you actually sit down on the edge of the stage and they all kind of gather around sitting on the floor and you actually perform a song specifically for them about it. It's uh, so, uh, a story they're all familiar with, like a fairy tale style story. And uh, they all know it and they all are enthralled as you create this illusion in front of them. They've never seen someone tell a story like that with music and the illusion itself. You roll it is a deck? 13 on my dex check. 13, all right. Uh, give yourself a uh, somewhere, just mark that uh, that's one. When you get to three, you're going to be proficient in the loot. You're going to make dexterity mm -hmm. checks. Kind of similar to how I handled uh, um, Tana becoming proficient in bow. So as you work with you, you'll eventually be proficient in. You're getting good with it. You're getting very good with it. So you have a uh, you have a wonderful, relaxing, fun night as, as the three of you for the first time since you've all been together. Your, your existence together has been rather stressful, and this is the first time you've all really kind of let loose. Um. Yes, Lazy Dragon. That was when she shot you. <laughs> um. The at some point in the night, um, what in the in amongst all the drinking and everything, Eliana comes over to Aranon and finds you kind of separate at one point, and she says, um, "I'm sorry if I was overly forward with you." At this point, I've had several, so I'm going to say, meh, no worries. It's, you know, I can't fault you for 
saying your piece and how drunk are you i don't think i've ever heard you say meh so flippantly <laughs> i'm gonna hold up my tankard and kind of swish it around okay um all right then just i don't even know if you'll remember this oh i will i don't forget anything however oh, we'll see I do appreciate your honesty. And I hope you are honesty with me more often. <laughs> she puts her hand on your shoulder. She said, Aaron, I'll always be honest with you. The fact of the matter is, is I care about you. And I know that may only ever be what it is now. Good. I'm glad you, I'm glad you appreciate that. And I'm going to, Give her a great big hug. <laughs> um, she actually, hang on a second. I'm going to make a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> oh! You... <laughs> that one. <laughs> you go in for a hug, and you catch her mug of ale, and you guys are just chest to chest, ale up in the air all down the two as you're hugging her and you don't even notice. You're just giving her this big hug. And she uh, kind of backs back, she pats you on the back and kind of endures the drunken hug. <laughs> and she said, I you're a good friend. Thank you. <laughs> and kind of yeah, as you back away, she goes I need another drink now though. Oh, yeah, maybe who, some drag who did that to you? Uh, you? Oh, uh, I'm gonna Don't throw worry. my hand in the air and say two more, <laughs> and two more show up like instantly. It's it's some other person like they were waiting for you guys <laughs> to need more drinks. Um, drink some water before you sleep. She says. <laughs> And <laughs> she heads back, back into the throng and she's milling about talking with people. And you're left Crixus. there. Um, Crixus just makes an offhanded comment about wetting the bed. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Ellie, Ellie says, well, our drunk friend over there. And you look over at Aaron who's standing kind of off to the side is drenched in as much ale as she is. Yeah, he's going to have a rough morning. <laughs> um, Aaron, you're sitting there in the corner, and you look at Ellie, and you look at Crixus, and you look at the room. You've never had something like this in your life. You had your friend, but your friend was more of a, a business partner in what you did to make money, to survive, to get by. You actually feel strange. Like, is this what a family is? As you sit there in your drunken stupor. Because you normally suppress something like this. I normally Emotion. wouldn't even think about it. I've yeah, been... emotions are something you deal with. Yep, uh, up until Ellie, I've been... Intoxicated and... Ellie just came up to you and you're looking around and you're seeing this. Somewhere inside your emotions are coming out and you, you go, oh, I actually, this is different. This is new. Yeah, up until Ellie, I had never uh, 
traveled with anybody. I never had any partners. I, I always just, I dealt with the guild. That's yeah. it. And you had your friend in the guild, friend in the guild, but yeah. like a business partner. Yep. Doing what you needed to do to survive. So this is something new for you, and it's a feeling that is, you, you, you feel it for a second, and you shake your head, and you grab another drink. <laughs> yeah. So. The night goes on, uh, celebratory and fantastic, and you eventually wake, um, actually make a constitution saving throw, both of you, and Ellie's got to make one too. Uh, let's see, see where everyone ends up at the end of the night. <laughs> Eighteen. Eighteen. Three. Rixus, we'll start with you. You wake up on the stage. <laughs> on your back, on the stage. Your loot in hand. Your mug in the other hand. You kind of look up and the, the bar keeps leaning on the bar, just kind of watching you. <laughs> Morning. With a hoarse voice, Crixus says, How did I do last night? Very well. That hasn't, there hasn't been an atmosphere like that in this inn. I don't even remember when it would have been last. Thank you. Thank you for the story. Our legend, our legend grows, Crixus says, and he tries to drink whatever's left in his mug. Um, <laughs> there is a little bit left in it. Need you make another constitution saving throw. <laughs> Go one of two ways. Puke it oh my up. God. Puke it up. What, what was it's it? It's a two because I rolled a one. <laughs> so you take a slug of this warm awful stale old and you heave and you grab the first bucket you see to heave into and you yak into this bucket and you look in it and you realize it's where all your tips were <laughs> and he, you sigh and <laughs> kind of set the mug available down Aaron, you wake up oh, in boy. your bed in the room upstairs and you realize Crixus isn't in the other bed. You actually feel remarkably good for for as much as you had to drink the night before. Yeah, I do. There's no one else around. What do you do? I'm going to get up and stretch. I'm going to uh, make sure I have all my stuff that I didn't, you know, leave it anywhere. And then I am going to knock on Ellie's door to see if she's there. You open your door to go out into the hall. And Ellie is passed out against her door. Mug in one hand, key in the other hand. She did not. She rolled a four. <laughs> she got up to her room and she couldn't get in the door <laughs> with the key. 
so she sat down outside her room and passed out. Nice. All right, I'm going to uh, kind of shake her a little bit to see if she wakes up. Oh. Boring. She kind of wipes her mouth. There's something drool <laughs> on and is kind of mingling with the ale stain on her shirt. <laughs> yeah, it's morning. How how are you feeling, sunshine? It's bright in here. It's not really bright in there at all. It's actually kind of there's a little bit of light coming in from a window at the end of the hall. I'm just going to look around and be like, yep, it sure is. You need help getting into your room? Um, and you see her trying to piece together. She looks at the mug and she looks at the key. And, yeah, I think I want to change my, clo my clothes before I... I spilled on myself last night. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to look left and right and be like, yep, you spilled it. I, I think I'm good. Here, take that back downstairs. She hands you the mug. <laughs> and she kind of stands up and stumbles a little bit as she stands up. Oh. I need water and food. Well, why don't you change and I'll meet you downstairs? That's a good idea. And she kind of puts the key in the door and goes in and closes the door behind her. You are left standing with a mug of warm ale in your hand. Alright. I am going to... Actually, should we close her down? Oh, just head downstairs. Head downstairs? Alright. Yeah. <laughs> I am going to head downstairs and... Uh... I see where this is going. You head downstairs, you're walking downstairs, and you, as you just kind of survey the room, you notice just in time, Crixus grabs a bucket and... <laughs> we can end there. Alright. Turn <clears throat> on! I threw up in the money bucket! <laughs> <laughs> so drunk. Probably with a tooth. You can rally! <laughs> I'm going to uh, put the tankard. We'll, we'll finish this off here. I'm going to put the tankard on the uh, counter next to the barkeep and say, I think we're going to need one more night. I'm going to pay one more night's worth for both of us. Oh, no. No, I made plenty of money last night. You keep your money. All right. Your friend made sure of that. Yeah. Thank you. All right. That was good. <laughs> That was a fitting ending. Yeah. So that was a uh, um, that ties off the. I mean, there's a couple of loose ends to do, to, like going and collecting the reward for the dragon, but that will tie off. That's honestly that's the last little bit that ties off the Dragon of Ice Spire Peak, and you have had an introduction and a tie to bring you to Icewind Dale. So nice. We start a journey there. So next session, I think for everybody, podcast and everything. Do you want to do a recap session next session? Yes, I think that's a great jumping on point. Okay. I think we'll do a recap session. We can discuss everything, um, and then we can 
the following session after that, we can uh, uh, start out at the end, and then we can go uh, with trading stuff and getting stuff and buying stuff and stuff and stuff. Yep. So we will, next week's session, we'll have an hour and a half long discussion about the adventure so far, where we started, where we came from, adding Crixus, and possibly... Shh, don't spoil it. Another, Shh. Talk about a secret. A secret. Something coming in the future. Dun, Good dun, secret. Dun. I got a secret. <laughs> secret. I got a secret. Dun, 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 dun. Um, that is not a clue. We are not doing a. Uh, we are still doing the Icewind Dale thing. We are not going to Eberron. <laughs> yeah, and there's actually a couple things we need to discuss amongst sure. the three of us. So where there would be a Mister Roboto. Ah. <laughs> Believe me, I really want to run an Eberron campaign. I got the Eberron book. <laughs> the more I'm, the more I'm reading it, I'm going, oh, this sounds fun. So. Interesting. Hey, thanks, Lazy Dragon. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Good times. Yeah. Yeah, that was that. That was actually very fun and, and went in some unexpected ways. A lot of lighthearted um, adventure. <laughs> if you vote haven't already, on... click on the link I just put in chat and uh, vote for everybody who's still around. <clears throat> and John just left. Fine. Hot day. <laughs> <laughs> I clicked on my link instead of clicking on your link, so it didn't open a new window. Oh, let's see. 19 White Claws. Just 19 White Claws would be a great title. Sounds like a college mystery. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Looks like I forgot to clear it out last week. Yep. So you want just 19 White Claws, or 19 White Claws sounds like a college mixer? 19 White Claws sounds funny, because people are going to... The pop culture reference of White Claw, people are going to go, what? <laughs> what are they talking about, 19 White Claws? And honestly, maybe that's what you guys drank all night long, too. 19 White Claws, at least Ellie. Like, sounds like a college mixer. Yeah, yeah, like throw it. it on there. Sounds like a college mixer, yeah. That's what you said, so it's appropriate. I mean, to be honest, it ended up like a college mixer. It's yeah. true. Yeah, it did. <laughs> or you, you just do 19 white claws and a college mixer. <laughs> <laughs> no, do what you have type there. That's good. All right. Du <laughs> dual wielding spoons is a good one, too. <laughs> honestly. Uh, all right, good deal. 19... I hope you are honesty with me more often. <laughs> That will be something I'll remember for a long time. I hope you are honesty with me more often. Drunk Aranon's fun. <laughs> that will need to happen again. Oh, uh, I'm sure it will. Yeah, probably. You do need to stop in Neverwinter and Luskin and Fireshear. And... Uh-huh. There is some travel to be had. Now the question is, what do I do in Neverwinter and Luskin and Fireshear? Hmm. I got time to figure that out. Sexy, sexy. Bring us on home. Alrighty. Um, we are on Twitch. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Tom M. Norm. 
Uh, this is where we do all of our live shows, Sunday mornings, 8.30 a.m. Central Time, United States, for all those out of the country. We are on Twitter. JC is Wildfire1265. Cooch is Crazy Cooch. I am Tom M. Norman, N-O-R-M-A-N at the end. Uh, we also have two nerds, one quest on Twitter. The number two nerds, the number one quest. Follow us everywhere. We also have a Patreon set up if you want to throw us a couple shekels, a couple shillings, a couple gold or copper. Uh, I don't know what other currencies are available. I don't think any of those are available in Patreon. They just I am glad you do not pay Electrum. Electrum does not exist in my world. I don't know what Electrum <laughs> is. I know what Electrum it's is. A, it's a half a gold. Or five silver. That's what it's equivalent to. It's a different metal. And it just... It's the worst. It throws a fucking kink in the system. Everything is... Ten copper equals a silver. Ten silver equal a gold. Ten gold equal a platinum. But in the middle of that, five silver equal an electrum. And two electrum equal a gold. What the fuck? Don't put something like sometimes that in. The mar- sometimes market keepers don't want electrum. It's the worst. Yeah, it's... I mean, it's, it's like two dollar bills. So, no Bitcoin? No, no Bitcoin. <laughs> uh, yeah, so patreon.com slash two nerds one quest. And Absolutely. I think that is all we got for today. So for JC and for Cooch, I am Norm. We shall catch you next week. I'm, I'm going to go do me some spoons. Let the celebration start. Party on, Wayne. Pretty on guard.